Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Geekdom Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Crystal Williams, and I'm here with my equally lovely, amazing, talented co-host, Lizzie. My pronouns are she, her, by the way. Hi, it's me, it's Lizzie, the one that's here all the time. My pronouns are she or he, fucking which, whichever floats the boat. Whatever you like, and uh wait a minute. It says we have three people on this call. That that's weird. That doesn't make sense. I don't think it's a person. I think it's um, an imperceptible entity. Oh, it's the demon in the corner. Probably. Probably. Oh, hello. You 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 speak. Hello. I'm <laughs> yeah, Alex. Yes. We yeah. We have a new guest. You want to introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm Alex. I go by they them pronouns. It's very n- nice to be here. This is my IRL friend. I know this yeah. life because I have friends. I have a social life. Um, Dude, sure. I, 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 I am also a friend. You are quite literally in a call with friends. With friends. Friends. Friend. Friend. I, know, I know people. I do things other than sit on Twitter and complain. Well, you... You can have a social life and also sit on Twitter and complain. I can that do is, things. Both things are feasible. Look at that. Both you both. have shown that to be true. I'm 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 a mythic creature. I feel like all of the Reddit bros need to bask in my glory. And indeed. <laughs> so we are here to have a conversation. <laughs> Uh, this is going swimmingly. I love it. Uh, no, it's smooth as fuck. This Wait. is the show. This is the show. What are you talking about? a bunch about? of rambling. Yeah. yeah this, this, I'm, I don't know why people listen. <laughs> honestly, this is, this is what the show is. It is kind of just rambling. It's having conversations and sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's getting into arguments about things. I, I love it. And then also them getting mad at me because I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. You still have okay. You know what? Well, I haven't seen it either. So yeah, but you haven't seen anything. <laughs> Damn. You're you're not. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's a part of what what is what is loved about Alex is that they are. I'm an untouched canvas. Little blank canvas. Yes, and it's so fun. It's fun to show them things. It's fun to re- It's fun to reference some obscenely famous person and for them to just like have blank stare. Yeah, I feel. I feel like what this show really needs is a soundboard, so that every time we do like a roast, we could just add a little bit of a, a little bit of pizzazz. A little bit of pizzazz. We can truly um, do what what podcasts should have been from the beginning, and just continue to channel the essence of a morning radio DJ. <laughs> yes, I welcome. I actually to love that go. stuff so much. Welcome no, to WKJ. The juice. <laughs> no, but I have such good memories of like those morning talk show things, like dri- going to school and stuff, and listening to it. Driving to school and listening to the to the bad radio DJ sound effects. <laughs> I this is actually a huge pet peeve of mine, and I've said this before: is it bothers me that podcasts are called podcasts and that they're not called radio. Because that's what it is. Like, it's, it was always, I never understood. I remember when podcasts were first, like, a thing. And people would try to explain to me how it's totally different than listening to the radio. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's the radio. <laughs> yeah. It's and just what, radio without music. And without censorship. Yeah. Yeah. With, like, less censorship. But it's, like, the same way, like, if, a, okay, if, a, if streaming on Netflix is a TV show, a podcast is a radio show. Well, it seems like it got that name more so from, like, you know, like, it being able to be played on iPods. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's just a, a really I, good name that's stuck. You know what I mean? Radio is better. Well, the 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 video did kill the radio star, so. Video killed the radio. Start. See, this is Alex has a blank face, space, uh, blank expression on their face right now. They're like, I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> I love that song. Are you kidding me? 
Oh my god! Okay, I forget. I forget it's that you an guys 80s, know, it's an, like you are also super obsessed with running up that hill entirely independent of Stranger Things. Yeah, no, I love. I mean, that, that song, song is fantastic. I, I was raised on like seventies, eighties, nineties music. Like that's what I was raised on because my sisters are fifteen and twenty years older than me, and my mom's in her sixties. So I actually anything prior to like two thousand, I'm I'm pretty okay. You're good. I think what's really funny, though, is that my age runs into things when I'm working with people, so sometimes I'll make a random pop culture reference from, like, the 80s or 90s, and then just run into, like, a blank stare of an actual funny joke, and they just didn't get it, and I'm just like, fuck, I'm old. (laughs) No, I've noticed that when it comes to, like, music type of things, I'm usually pretty decent. I wouldn't say I'm good, but I'm decent, but when it comes to, like, shows and movies and celebrities and stuff i have no idea i've gotten a lot better though because ariel's been having me watch like snl skits and uh like mass singer and stuff like that where celebrities are very prominent well and you've been getting the uh crash course on on taylor swift over the past year and yes you to have a lot more awareness of like at the very least the celebrities in the taylor swift cinematic universe a hundred percent. Like I, I've actually begun to connect dots of names and situationships and stuff like that. Where I'm like, oh wait, I've actually heard of this one. Like I could show you a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And you know who that one is, which is a, a good place to start because while he was a shitty boyfriend to Taylor Swift, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Yes. I mean, Nightcrawler is a fantastic movie. Like okay, I, I, I this is this is actually my major. This is my major like Swifty faux pas. Is, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors. Is he? He's just a great. He's a great actor. He's been in so many great movies. Uh, from Bro- Brokeback Mountain, um, like you said, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, like he's just he's just a great. He's a great actor. Uh, every movie I see him in, I'm like. If I'm completely honest, the only movie I know him in is the one Spider-Man movie. I was gonna say, <laughs> you should see Bro- You guys should watch Brooklyn Mountain whenever not high and when Ariel has like emotional stability. You guys should watch Brooklyn. I don't you know, know I if actually, that will I, ever occur. I don't know if I've actually. I don't. I have not actually seen Brooklyn Mountain. Surprisingly. What? Yeah, it's a movie that I missed, partially because I was. Treble hasn't seen Brokeback Mountain either, but it's on the list. I'm gonna make her watch it, but she's not. We're, but we gotta wait till like we're me and Treble are long distance, so we're, most of the time when we watch movies, it's like over Skype or over Facetime. Hmm. Brokeback Mountain is one I we gotta watch like together. I gotta be able to hold her hand. I think it would be too much for her by herself. But it's a great movie. Jake Gyllenhaal's great in it. Plays a twink. Heath Fletcher. And Heath Ledger, oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex, you know Heath Ledger? I, I think I know the name. He was the Joker. In what movie? Um, the Dark Knight. The- I've never seen those movies. Okay, so he played the Joker in The Dark Knight, which is his, probably his most famous role, but he did pass exactly. away very young. If I'm totally That's- honest, the only Joker I know is the one guy who's kind of crazy and in that one band. Oh, don't fuck it. Did you fucking Jared Leto? Yeah. You See, don't... This, is, this is what I mean. <laughs> oh, but you I don't know Jack Nicholson the, Joker? I, I saw the, like, actual Joker movie. That was a good movie. That I don't know his Joaquin name, Phoenix. though. Hawking Phoenix. Uh, Those are the only two people I know. Jack Nicholson? No. You guys you who actually, <laughs> complete, in complete sincerity, in complete sincerity, because I know you guys love the Marvel movies, you and Ariel should watch um, Tim Burton's Batman movie. Yes. Uh, Ariel's seen them. Okay, yeah, because those ones are those ones are great. Those ones are very very good. They're very um, colorful. They're very stylized. They're very fun. They're also interesting because they're kind of like like eighties, early nineties. So it's got like Burton's aesthetic, but also it's like some soundtrack. tropes of the time. You know, great soundtrack for sure. I need to, like, create a list of movies I need to watch. I will send it to you. I have a list. Oh, well, there you go. For you, I have a list. Uh, oh, fantastic. It's, it's going to keep going longer and longer. Probably. 
<laughs> anyway, you know what's a celebrity Alex does know? Alex is extremely familiar with. Uh, Carly Cloth? <laughs> I actually know. <laughs> Fuck the Trump in-law. Fuck the Trump in-law. I've had conversations all morning trying to explain why Carly Claus is actually a great person, despite the fact that she's BFS with fucking Ivanka Trump. No, 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 no. Fuck the Trump in law. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to make the dumb joke. <laughs> yes, one celebrity that we are all familiar with, though, we have totally never talked about on the show before. Never, not once. Um, never, her name not is Dr. Once. Taylor Allison Swift. Uh huh. Oh, I do know her. You do? Oh my gosh, good. Because that would have been so awkward if we went to that whole concert. Well, I think you've seen her in person before. I have, actually. Once was she in I mean, she did kind of look like an ant, though. A little bit, but, you know, it was still, an ex- it was still a good <laughs> yeah. experience. No, you know? of course. So we, okay, what this podcast really is about, 11 minutes into it, uh, <laughs> is... All of us went to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, we did. We all did. And I got to meet both of you for the first time in person. Yes, very exciting. It was very fun, and you looked so pretty, and everybody looked awesome, and I was the the coolest people there. Yeah, we actually all looked really cool. We all looked amazing. I am obsessed with us. We all were hot. <laughs> it's just a fact. It really is. Yeah. No, we looked great. Honestly, like it was genuinely so much fun. It yeah. was probably one of the best like it was the best like concert experience I've ever had. I think I think I might be in agreement. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was magic. It's astonishing. First of all, like, people kept making, there's, like, the big deal about the concert more than anything else that, like, normies make is the fact that it's three and a half hours long, but, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like three and a half hours. No, it doesn't. It really, everything just breathes by. We were already at the surprise songs, and I was like, wait. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Where'd the rest of it go? What happened? (laughs) How did we get here? Yeah, at least a lot of us took video. Oh, I yeah. Six of us, we have, like, the whole concert. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I definitely, in more private settings, I've shared a lot more of the footage that I have. Yeah, so. I, I loved it. Uh, Everybody's favorite set in order. Um... Favorite set? Favorite favorite moments overall, I loved um, Nobody No Crime, and I loved that I got our song for the surprise song. Like, those are, like, my absolute two favorite parts of the entire, like, concert, because overall, before our date and everything, my, my surprise song that I really wanted was Nobody No Crime, and so the fact that that got switched and it was nobody, no crime. Like I lost my shit. I said it from the day we bought tickets. I was like, "Time is our opener. We're gonna get nobody, no crime." I feel I lucky we got Heim because they're really talented. Mhm. They were, but you guys missed the uh, most of the openers. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's nah, whatever. It's okay. It but, but we can sing the praises of SoFi real quick because that stadium, it was really well organized and everything went by like super smooth. There was like no hiccups or anything. It was just very straight to the point. I was shocked by how easy it was to move around. I know it was like, so easy to get in and get out. Like it was not. I have never gotten in and out of a concert venue with such like. Well, I had heard so many horror stories about like. People being like, yeah, I got stuck in the stadium for, like, three hours before I could go, whereas we just, like, stood up and left. And you know why? It's because this fucking SoFi has, like, 20 fucking exits or some shit like that. Which is smart. Which is smart. As opposed to so many other stadiums that have, like, three. 
And one of them you can't use because it's technically the emergency exit or whatever. And it's like. And I feel like when you build a stadium that holds that many people, like, I feel like you need to create exits in, like, excessive amounts. Like, even for just concerts, sports, anything like that. But also in case of emergencies. Yeah, if you're going to have 70,000 people in a space, they need to be able to exit the space with ease. Yeah, like, you can't just have three exits, and if a fire occurs, have people not get trampled. Like, it was amazing. And it's also, at least, I don't know how great your guys' view was from the merch line, because we went to two separate places. But, um, like, while well, me and Crystal were in line for drinks, because me and Crystal went to get drinks, and um, Alex and their their fiancé and our friend Alyssa went to, um, went to get merch, um, we could, like, there was a perfect view of the screens. Yeah, we saw the yeah. screens. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool. No matter, like, where you were in the stadium, you got, like, somewhat of a view of, of what was going on. And that was amazing. That was so well. And also the – okay, two big things to me also that's astonishing. The airflow in that stadium, they got fans the size of my Yeah. Heart. I, like, surprisingly, like, I was expecting to sweat to death during that concert. And surprisingly enough, I felt fine the pretty much the entire time. But it was warm because it's impossible for it not to be warm. A hundred percent. But a thousand moving bodies. But like, it felt nicer than my apartment with no AC. (laughs) Like the fact that I wasn't dying, that we weren't all like liquid melting, is astonishing. There's such good airflow, especially with that many people, that many speakers, electronics, the freaking. During the rep tour with the fire and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, that was that was astonishing. And also, SoFi has Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wi-Fi built for 70,000 people to be using it. The internet access in that stadium. Holy shit. There are so many times where I've gone to events and stuff. Like, just like... Not even, like, concerts, but just, like, conventions or just things like that where just either the Wi-Fi is terrible, there's no Wi-Fi to begin with, or the cell service is just absolute garbage. Yeah. I've been to that. It's impossible to contact somebody, and it's impossible to get a text message out. It's impossible for anything to load. And it can just get so dangerous that way, too. Yeah. And, like, I don't necessarily blame most um, venues for it being, first of all, some of them were just built a lot earlier and don't necessarily have the... I mean, some venues are, like, literally, like, like 70, you know, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, it's difficult. Like, that's probably really expensive and takes a lot of power, for them to have internet service that doesn't slow down with 70k people using it at once. But, like, it works. It was a very modern facility. Yeah. yeah. It's also just beautiful. It's beautiful from the outside. They've got yeah. a little, like, pond that they built in front of it. The signs mm-hmm. light up pretty. Like, I don't know. It's just a good – it's a very good venue, and I super recommend going to shows there. Yeah. If, if this is what it's like at all shows at under SoFi – then I would definitely go back. Yeah. It was yeah. E- easy and it was fun. Um, And also, like, what did you think of the drink? <laughs> so it, was nice. had- it was strong, I think, but I'm also a baby. Uh, it was just a strawberry lemonade with vodka. Yeah. But it was fine. It was called the Love Story Lemonade, and it was a it was a sway. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, it wasn't love story. It was, I thought it was lover. No, it was love story. Um, I thought it was lover lemonade. It was love story lemonade. No, I thought it was lover lemonade. I got a picture. I got a fucking picture. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, resend that picture into the chat because I to, think I'm. I'm about to prove you bitches so wrong. What if we? What if we're right? I could have sworn it was Lover Lemonade because I made a joke. I was like, of course I have to get Lover Lemonade. I love that album. Boom. 
Did you resend it somewhere? Yeah. Oh, crap. All right, all right. The fuck did I say? Did I stutter? All right. You must have edited that picture. It's oh. <laughs> in real yeah. time. Yeah, I think it's a deep fake. I think it's a deep fake. <laughs> One of the reasons why I know that is because I'm never wrong. Yes. Exactly. Time. Shake it off, Margarita. I didn't get that because I don't like tequila. But <laughs> yeah, I find tequila a lot harder to. Tequila get. makes me feel sick. Well, I just also feel like if you make tequila too strong, or like a tequila-based drink too strong, it's a lot harder to get through than like a vodka if it's too strong. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like vodka is a bit more of a mellow vodka taste to drink than tequila. I agree. yeah. Um, tequila doesn't taste as good. And then I don't never drink tequila. If there's a cocktail that, like, generally sounds very good to me. And it uses tequila, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, if I'm at a restaurant or whatever, and they're like, try our margarita. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I'll still drink it. But if I'm at, like, an event like this where I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to turn out, typically do not get tequila because... when the drinks are 20 fucking dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to (laughs) finish. I don't want to risk hating it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My only, my only uh, sad point with the drink, on the drink, because I, I love, I love a vodka lemonade. I especially love a strawberry vodka lemonade. I'm, I am overjoyed. That is delicious. I will take it. Thank you. I don't, like, I get, I don't tend to care that it's a generic drink with um, a Taylor Swift name slapped onto it. I'm still having fun. Um, the thing that only thing that makes me sad is that earlier in the tour, um, there was a different drink and it was called the Lavender Haze. And that, uh, was a gin and tonic made with Empress Gin, hmm. which is one of my favorite things in the world. So I was really excited and I was also shook. I was like, what do you mean? Cause if it was at multiple venues, I was like, if multiple venues are doing this, that means that the tour is providing the Empress Gin, which is really fucking expensive. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. And which is probably why they stopped. It's probably why they had to switch to a cheaper drink. But like, I was just like, what do you mean? What do you mean she's like <laughs> dragging cases of Empress Gin across the country? That just seems so like expensive to just also ship just around the country with. And I don't, like, here's the thing, I'm not, like, I don't buy it very much, like I said, because it's expensive, and I don't, I don't make, I don't, I don't drink alcohol alone in my house, um, enough to justify buying, like, um, um, huge swaths of, of just liquor. You're not quite at that point in your life yet. No, I'm not that sad and lonely. Uh, I'm getting there. But Empress Gin is so good. It's purple, and it's pretty, and it tastes good, and it's, like, the best, literally one of my favorite things in the world is you just make uh, a gin and tonic with Empress Gin, and you put, like, a a, a decent amount of lemon juice in it. It's delicious. It's so refreshing. It's the best. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) But it was, it was a, it was a fun drink, going back to the drink, for... The show we were at, you know, it was fun, fun, fun to have a simple little drink while we were there. And the line moved quickly for the drinks. It did. It was, I was so stressed. It was because it was long, but there was like nine bartenders to a bar stop. So that was good. It was good. It was, it went, it went super efficient. Crystal, what was your favorite set? It's hard to say like set. I was really impressed, like. How much she put into obviously the midnights like set like there was a lot of like like care put into that obviously because it's newer. Um, but my favorite moments were probably hearing the ten minute version of All Too Well because it's uh, that song is my favorite song of hers. Uh, and I also was just really excited during like Lover and Reputation because. Uh, uh, Delicate is one of my favorite songs of hers, and I knew it was coming up. I just, that was the one where I still audibly, to myself, gasped like it was playing. Like I can't believe I'm actually here. <laughs> yeah, no, I really yeah. liked her reputation set. Like it was just really cool, really intricate, 
But I, I love also, it got me excited because it was the opening, you know? Yeah. yeah. Re- the exciting opening. I feel like most of Lover is, like, erased from my mind because of that, like, amnesia thing. Like, I try and think back on it. And pretty much I remember the man really well because I just thought it was really cool, the whole setup she had for it. I loved the set for the man. It was it was so cool, and you could tell that a lot of work was put into it to try and get that whole setup built and taken down so quickly and effortlessly. Yeah. That I found that really impressive. And also another thing that really stuck out to me, going off of you talking about the Midnight set, um, is I love were bejeweled. I loved all of the bracelets lighting up totally different colors. Bejeweled is did, one of the coolest uses of that. Like It was. It what? genuinely blew my mind with the like colored bracelets lighting up and literally making the crowd sparkle and like shimmer. It was so cool. I agree. I agree it was it was the best use of the bracelets. Um I would say the second best use of the bracelets was when there was a, during the reputation set, there was a snake. Yes. I loved that. Which was so cool. I was so excited. I I also just love snakes in general. So I was just so excited that snakes, which are usually seen as gross, were getting some love. (laughs) Did you see the the heart-stirring lover? Yes, they were so cute. I I loved all of the pictures that the bracelets made and stuff throughout the entire concert that was so fun it's one of my favorite things that taylor does just period it's it makes for the better experience and it also it enhances the experience for people like us who are in like the 500s yeah because like first of all another just sorry i guess another thing it's a combination of praise for both taylor's staging and for sofi but like we were in like we were in 500 seats we were in the nosebleeds mm-hmm. but our view was amazing yeah we got to see the entire stage there was no like serious blockage of the stage like maybe a pole here or there but like in its entirety we got a really good view of the stage we could see the whole stage and we could see all of that which is for anybody who doesn't know like taylor's stage is a screen so there's like pretty much yeah stuff happening physically on the stage to see and it's beautiful, and her actual, like, her backing screen is huge, and SoFi has this giant screen that, like, wraps circles around the stadium. So, like, yeah. we see everything, and like I said, the bracelets, like, it really enhances the experience in the 500s, because you can see, like, it's all these, because, like, if you're in, if you're on the floor, right, if you're in floor seats, you can't really see that. Yeah, I, that's one thing that, like, Obviously, floor seating would be so cool and amazing and whatever. Amazing, but yeah. I feel like you would end up missing out on so much yeah, that she puts into it. Because, like, I feel like the best seats would be like two hundreds ish. Because where you can see, yeah, but also have a good view of like the screens and the and your surroundings. Yeah, that's so you can like really she's closer, but you can still see the whole stage setup and the screens and the background and everything. I feel like that is like the perfect spot to get just a little bit of everything because she puts so much work into putting it all together and making sure everything goes smoothly and correctly it's, that it needs to be appreciated. I, I agree, it's so so precise. I, I I love I love the bit during um, Look What You Made Me Do where she's standing on like that platform that could rise in the middle of the stage yeah. and it's got like the snakes striking at the stage. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. I also um, really liked um, during Delicate how the stage would like crack. Yes, that was awesome too. Because it's delicate. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was so cool, and it was fun watching it crack more and more the whole time she was dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That was very fun. I was also a big fan in um the look what you made me do. How she had a just that that the the thing where she has her dancers dressed up as her. Perfect, obviously. Oh my god, yeah. I loved that so much because I 
I love her music videos so much. I will rewatch all of her music videos all the time, constantly. They're probably like one of my favorite forms of media, and I'm not. They're sure, gorgeous. I'm not sure why I'm as obsessed and hyper fixated on her music videos as I am, but seeing like the little references here and there regarding her music videos was like mind blowing to me, and the fact that she had her dancers dress as different like eras of herself, like was so exciting to me. I also, I love the, um, Taylor has, there's a lot of, she has a lot of new dancers this tour, and a lot of them are, uh, drag queens, and I really love the way she, impl- she, um, implemented a lot of, um, A, a just implemented drag into the show. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of those people were male dancers also dressed up as her, which was, which was fun. But, um, just also, like, especially during Bejeweled, Two of her dancers get a moment where they get to um oh, that was cool. a death drop and that was that yes. fun. I love that. Even in the that parts where so where she says nice. I thought that was actually clever. Yeah. 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 Oh, she integrates it so well. And I also think it was smart. I appreciate her not attempting to do that herself. Yes. Because I Absolutely. don't A, I don't think she could have like Taylor's a fantastic performer, and she is perfectly capable of learning very good choreography, but she's not a dancer, and she doesn't pretend to be. Mm-hmm. And she's also not a, like, she's not a a drag performer. She doesn't do ballroom. Like, this isn't her space, but she wants to make space for it at her show. So I think she handles it perfectly by giving these two dancers a moment. Letting the professionals yeah. handle it for those parts. Yeah. I put a little spotlight on them for a minute. And I, I love that. I love that decision. Ah, it's so great. I think my favorite set um, is either Folklore or 1989. And it's so funny because they're right next to each other. Um. Fol- folklore was was fantastic, too, the staging and everything of that sequence. That whole, that whole, like, set was amazing even though i did take that moment because they were quiet gen- generally quieter songs to sit <laughs> down because my back was hurting that's perfectly valid that is so 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 heckin valid i think it's because i was wearing that corset thing and i think standing with it on was a little bit like <laughs> no you are you are so valid for that uh, <laughs> or and 1989 are my favorite albums yeah so i'm having i was having the best time um, also, hey, L.A., what month is it? I wanted to cry. That was the best moment. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole show. <laughs> yeah, for, it was so cute. I loved all those little, like, quips and stuff that she did. It was so cute. And, and also, like, I here's the thing. Before this, we knew what the set list was, before the tour started, I, so like I said, Folklore was my favorite album, but I was so sure that Folklore was going to have, like, three songs. I was like, she's going to do the Folklore Trilogy, like she's going to do Cardigan, Betty, in August. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had made a lot of peace with that. Because I was like, she can only, like, like she can't, I was <laughs> we wrong, she can't do a four-hour set. Ha, 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 yes, she can, apparently. But, like, everyone was like, she can't do a four-hour set, she needs to make choices, like, Ever like she'll probably do Willow and Champagne Problems from Evermore, She'll pro- and she'll probably, like, she's going to do Betty cardigan in august from folklore and those are going to that, that's going to be our five folklore songs and it's fine so like to find out that folklore has like what is it like seven songs yeah you could tell I, that well i also really like that she did that because she didn't get to tour with those albums because yeah. of quarantine so i really like that she was able to incorporate as many songs as she did and also overall for the entire concert at first i was kind of bummed and confused that she wasn't doing songs in their entirety but after understanding like how she was doing it I was like this is actually so good and so smart and so well put together because we got so much out of it yes and it's not like every single song was like that it was a handful of choices yeah um, that she made that she shortened songs in places to make the just to help things flow better and it's also it's just generally super fascinating the way she like I would li- gladly listen to um a seminar on how Taylor Swift um structured this show because the way she 
positions all of these songs to um, protect her voice and give her body rest and give her voice rest in different places. Fascinating. So that she can carry this almost four-hour show was amazing. Just absolutely stunning. Yeah, no, overall, everything was just gorgeous. It was beautiful. Just gorgeous to look at. And also, she did fucking My Tears Ricochet live. I think, okay, so I think my favorite performance of the night, I think my absolute favorite performance is My Tears Ricochet live. That's just heart-wrenching and amazing. I, I, she is so, I think that, like, that's, I think she has, like, she, obviously she's giving her 110% the whole time, but that's the, to me, that's the bit that has, like, every ounce of pain she's ever felt in her life, just bleeding into how she's doing it. It's amazing. Um, my favorite costume, I think, is the fit she's got for Lavender Haze, and I realize that that's, um, a controversial take. Uh, but I like the t-shirt dress and I'm obsessed with the purple, the purple fuzzy jacket. I think she looks sexy as fuck in that outfit. I think it's, it's absolutely dope. And my- I'm absolutely just, I, jackets are my absolute weakness and just any fun jackets, cardigan, anything like that, I'm just absolutely obsessed with. Like if you look at my closet, I love owning coats and jackets and all of that. I don't know why I live in such hot climates. Because Ariel won't let you move anywhere else. I know. Like, this heat's <laughs> killing me. The, I also, the, the sun is scary. I'm struggling between um, two of the uh, the visuals, so the visuals and the screens, when it's not, like, just just her on the stage. But my two favorites are definitely, again, Lavender Haze, when she's, like, sprawled out in the lavender fields. Mm-hmm. Obsessed, I would die for her. Oh, my gosh. It was so pretty. So fucking pretty she looks so good i also just love her fashion choices for the midnight album like all of this very like 70s 80s vibes like i am obsessed like um the anti-hero music video and everything that one shirt she wears Mm -hmm. um like that's like sweatery one Mm -hmm. with the stripes I am so insanely obsessed with that shirt that every time I see it or see something similar, I, like, flip my shit. Like, I would pay so much money to have it recreated for me. Is it possible to find that? Some, some? I've tried looking for it. There's some, like, weird, sketchy websites that say that they remake it, but I don't know how much I trust it. Yeah. But I I want one so, so badly. I think it is just the best, cutest top I've ever seen in my life. I do love during the anti-hero set when she's she's doing her, like, kaiju thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, uh, that was, that was really cool to see, like, the, like you said, the music video mm-hmm. implemented into the show in a way that felt different, you know? Like, it wasn't just, like, a scene from the music video. It was, like, an actual, It was, actual, like, her like, own, like, rendition of her own music video. Right, for the tour itself. And I thought that was cool. It's so creative. She had such, she had such a vision for this whole tour. And I mean, I even like during Be- Bejeweled when it's her face on the screen, but it's, like, all glittery. Like, mm-hmm. singing the song. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I'm also obsessed with, um... The uh, visual she had for Wildest Dreams. It's just her asleep in her bed. But, like... It's just so quaint and cute. It's so striking. It's so gorgeous. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. I think this is definitely one of the, the, the coolest and most well-orchestrated musical events I've ever been to. Oh, absolutely. If not the best. Like, I think it was the best concert I have ever been to, personally. I mean, I haven't been to a ton of concerts in general, so I don't have too much to base it off of. But overall, like, it was just hands down such an amazing experience. I do love how every artist approaches their concerts, like, completely differently, right? Like, 
there is a magic to being in a room, like in a smaller venue setting with a band who can just kill it and just play the guitar or sing their heart out, like with nothing uh, with them. But there's also like a magic and a uh, uh, presence to having this sort of level of almost theatrical production. You know, it's mm-hmm. very, very interesting uh, how both can work. It's not an either or situation. You know what I mean? No, I understand. Like, it's a completely, it's two different um, vibes that they hit super different. Yeah. And they're, and I love them both. I can't say I like one more than the other. It's a different, like, because, like, and also, like, Taylor couldn't do, like, she can't tour Reputation and Midnight's like that. No. That's not giving the music the best experience of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and uh, I think it's the same thing for some smaller, for like some smaller bands. Like one of my favorite bands is Hailstorm. And the thing about Hailstorm is they're not, they're not a big flashy, uh, they're, they are one of the absolute best live musicians you'll ever see, but they don't have a very flashy set. They literally just go on stage and they play, but they like, they are, uh, they are amazing because they love their music so much and they just, they will stand there and just riff on their guitars and their instruments for, five hours straight if you let them. Like yeah, there's just something about that sort of vibe. That's a different thing. That's that's giving that music the right place for it to be. Like, you want to... Uh, certain Different things thrive in a different type of space. I Like I, I said, I still think Lady Gaga was brilliant for doing her Vegas residency and having two different type of shows. Like, that was such a really clever cho- choice. You You heard about that, right? I have not personally. Which one? When uh when when Lady Gaga had her um Vegas residency, she had two shows going on at the same time. So one show was the the more highly produced sort of actual like props and like sort of having her on like uh wires above the crowd sort of show, but then she had a jazz and piano show that they would oh. alternate between. Mm-hmm. So like one of them was just like the super absolute insanity, crazy. Insanity. Yeah, and then versus the um, more of like stripped back, her just performing. That's actually really cool. I, I think that was very I smart. Remember this happening? I remember this now because I I agree. It was a it's a it's a great plan because different people can choose what which which of the vibes from her they want because Lady Gaga is such a versatile artist. Yeah. Uh, I saw her when she did the, I saw the more produced one, but I actually like that one too, because even in the middle of that show, she just goes back to the piano for a huge set. So it's not like you get a little bit of everything, but. Yeah, you get like all of her talents really just in one thing. Like if you broke down the concert into each individual set, each set could quite literally be their own concert. Yeah. Like, style-wise and everything. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, Taylor did so well. I mean, like, again, like Gaga, breaking down segment-by-segment sets, having certain vibes, it's a good way to, like, keep the energy move flowing well throughout, you know? And that's why she's so good at entertaining, too, is that she keeps... By doing that, she keeps the crowd engaged for such a long concert. She is probably one of the only artists that I know that could do a concert for the amount of time she did because of the way that she got it all like cut down and kept the audience as engaged as they were. Well, because, like, the rest sections, too, like, the the way she lays out, like, Evermore and Folklore and All Too Well 10, right? Like, you like you said, Crystal, you sat down for a lot of folklore because your body needed some rest. Like, you're not the yeah. only one who did that. It's, it keeps the audience um, rested and engaged uh, when they're yeah. like, slower moments. And the thing about it, like, and people keep doing, like, other stannies will go, like, like other stan accounts will go on Twitter for the artists that they love. And I want to make clear that I'm, I don't believe in stan wars or any of that stupid shit. Like, I think all of these, like, many of these artists are also extremely talented and they're in a different capacity than Taylor is. But, like, people will be like, oh, Ariana Grande's version of the Eras Tour. That's not anything. 
That isn't anything. Like, Ariana Grande is a very talented musician, but Ariana Grande does not have eras the way Taylor does. She doesn't have... She doesn't change her sound and her aesthetic and her energy the way that Taylor does from album to album. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to emphasize that. I don't think that's Yeah, like, there's plenty of artists that don't, quote-unquote, like, change their vibes or their type of music or anything like that. And that's perfectly fine. And they're still insanely talented artists. It's just the fact that Taylor Swift is so... I was telling my fiancé about this the other day is one of the reasons that I'm able to get into her music even when it's very pop-like is because you can quite literally feel how she uses music to transition with her life is she uses it to work through her issues and her problems and work grow you can watch her grow up through her music absolutely she's also a damn good lyricist Yes, and yeah. you can see how she's grown so much, too, which I think is so cool, because personally, I'm not saying pop music is bad or that certain artists are bad or anything like that. I'm just weird when it comes to music, and one of the reasons I enjoyed listening to Taylor Swift's more like pop music is because I can still feel like a connection between her and her music, whereas sometimes with other ones, you're like, oh, this is a great song, but it just feels disconnected. Right. Does that make sense? Because, mm. Well, because some artists also, like, like there's there's ghost writers for a reason. Or, like, exactly. other writers for a reason. You know, like, there's there's artists who are really talented singers, but they're not songwriters. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's fine. That's 100%. not a bad way of doing it. But no, not at all. With it's Taylor, working. she's like the entire package. That's the, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And that's what it's, makes it so intriguing and interesting to listen to her music is that she's able to do pretty much all of it. She's a songwriter at her core. Exactly. Yes. Before and she I think anything else. And that informs the way she does the other facets. She all, but she also, she, who she is at her core is a songwriter, but she also loves performing yeah she loves she's a theater kid at heart (laughs) so i think that the way these things manifest themselves with her is so interesting and that's why it feels so different from a lot of other people is that she is not a she is a songwriter before she is a performer but she is a songwriter who loves performing and you don't get a lot of those people yeah This, yeah, there's just something special, which is why I think a lot of us Swifties tend to gravitate toward her because we recognize mm-hmm. the artistic quality in the work that's put in. Um, not to deny the talent of people who do have writers for them, or no, no not at all, because uh, like some people just enjoy writing music but don't necessarily care for performing, and some people love performing. But they just do not care to sit down and like they don't. That's well, they enjoy just don't it. have like the and it's all about what they have, which is fine. Yeah, and it's fine yeah. if you find enjoyment in one thing and not in the other. It's just finding what you want to do with the rest of your life and enjoying what you do. Well, it's like to use Ariana Grande as a um, like let's let's look at like Beyonce and Ariana Grande as examples. Right. Is both of them like I would like if you're going to put um, their objective skills as vocalists against Taylor. Like there isn't really a competition there. Of course, Beyonce and Ariana Grande have like they have wider ranges. Um, they have um, more technically proficient uh, vocals. They can hit much higher notes than Taylor can. And no one no one would argue that. But it's a very different kind of um kind of singing it's a very different kind of performance and so it all it really ultimately is a matter of like what matters to you and what what makes what scratches your brain right and what sits with you and what is it that you want to be hearing at any given time and i think that that's all fine and dandy and good also there are different ways of like singing that work either for like showing off your vocal range versus trying to tell a story right like there's proficient ways of being a storyteller, like someone like Taylor is, versus someone who 
goes on to more elaborate runs with your vocal patterns. You know, mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's an intentional different vibe. It's like singing for trying to make a good example because I'm thinking I'm thinking about musical theater, like a lot of like performers, Broadway performers. They know how to sing well in a way that tells the story and the emotions and moves those forward. Uh, well, I think other artists are more focused on how they sound, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not to say that either or is bad. It's just you have to have a certain level of control for either or. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as someone who is not in, not like as knowledgeable about music as like, like an art form, like to tell you about it, I, I at least can recognize that. And I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to say this in the best way without making it sound like I'm putting anyone down. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, it makes sense. I completely agree. So, um, Lizzie. Yeah. Favorite moment. My favorite moment. Oh, my God. No, like I said, I think the best moment of the whole show is um, you'll hear my stolen lullaby. Yeah, that was just. It it rips my heart out of my chest. I don't know. She just it's so. I feel like that is the the most painful song she's ever written. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) It fucks me up, and it's from my favorite album, and it was so good, and I think that it's the, I feel like it's the section of the show she put the most emotion into. Absolutely. I loved it so much. Like, I was literally listening to the song uh, yesterday, and it was just so, like, just paying attention to the lyrics and everything. It's well, so it's a, nice. The song is about her masters being stolen, and I think it's... I think it's the song that is the most clearly about that. I think a lot of folklore and Evermore are emotionally about um, her masters being stolen from her, and that is why we have the re-recording process happening now. Um, But I think more than anything else, My Tears Ricochet is just so very clearly about how painful it was to have her into her catalog stolen from her. Yeah. But the the new recordings are awesome. <laughs> they are. Speaking yes. of which, <laughs> 1989 TV. I know. I was it was yeah. I, I remember um I was working when she was going to announce it that night and I literally had the live playing while I was at work (laughs) in like, I remember running through the front, like my apartment door, Ariel, my fiance had the live stream going on our TV and I like barged into the uh, apartment just as she like announced it and it came up on the screen Uh, me and Treble were at a different concert. <laughs> I was at work. Happening, so I was staying off of my phone mostly. Because the other concert was also amazing. It was for this guy. His name is Noah Khan. His new album, new album, it came out like last year. But his most recent album, it's called Six Season. Everybody should listen to it. It's a folk album. It's wonderful. But, um... <laughs> No, because she came out, she came out in all of the blue outfits all night, and then when she, the moment the blue folklore dress came out, it was like, oh, it's over. It's Jover. It's Jover? It's Jover. Yeah. No, it was like, well, I mean, she wouldn't do all this and not it would have been say anything. so fucking funny. It would have been really funny it's if she just did all of that and then just all- said nothing. All of that and all of these blue outfits, all of these brand new blue outfits, and she did 19, she did New Romantic song, all of that, and then she did and nothing got announced. Would have been fucking hilarious. I would have died. Yeah, it would have been really funny, honestly. That would have been the funniest thing that ever happened. Just ultimate troll moment. I low-key wanted it to happen. I low-key was like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't. I, I, I was not really, not seriously. I just, in my head, I just kept thinking it would be so funny. 
It would be so funny. <laughs> no, but that's not her. No, it's not. That's the thing. Let's, let me let me get also like get on my soapbox real quick about the way some Swifties talk about like Taylor series and Easter eggs. This is the Easter egg Taylor Swift does. She announces 1989 Taylor's version on Say It With Me. Eight nine. Eight nine. Eight nine. People want to come out with all of the oh, it was this many days since she last returned uh, since since the release of the original. Uh, 1989, and it adds up to this. If you add all of those numbers together, it adds up to uh, to 13 or whatever. People love to do that, and it's like, no, no. I still think it's cool though. Some of those like theories and stuff. Like I watch them, like, oh my god, that's so cool. Like the little tidbits of like, this is her 19th city, and for the 19 and the 89 and the. Uh, album coming out so many years in the past and it all adds up i i think it's cool i, I think it's, it's fun, fun to I don't be think able to find those little to, things i just don't think any of i think it's all fun i think that's all oh, those are all fun coincidences i don't think any of them have anything to do with why she announced it i think she had, had scheduled a final date on august 9 because it was 8 9 yeah and I think Taylor is exactly that simple with her Easter eggs because they are literally always that simple. And everybody overthinks them so much. And I'm like, no, she's not. She actually doesn't want us to do math. She really doesn't. I promise. Oh, thank God. I, I don't, I'm not good at math. <laughs> but it's very exciting. I love the new album cover. Yes. It's pretty. I think it's so cute that she's smiling in it. It's this is the first time she's ever smiled on an album cover. She's allowed to be happy. Yeah. I know, and it's it's such a genuine smile too. It's so happy, and I love that she's on the beach. I kind of wish the picture were um, a little bit more zoomed out because I've seen. Have you guys seen the full picture? No. Oh, she looks so pretty. She's on like obviously she's on the beach, but like I like the zoomed out picture a little bit more. You can see that she's on the beach and she's wearing a white dress. Yeah, I think I did end up seeing it somewhere at some point. I'm not, I don't know where it, at this point, but it's just so pretty. I've seen a couple of the like pictures that have been posted yeah. or leaked or whatever. I don't keep track anymore, but they're all so cute and she just looks so peaceful and happy. I really love that she's on the beach. I like I don't know how to articulate it properly. It's not just because of the seagulls from the original album cover. It's just something in 1989. It's the vibe. It is 1989 is such a New York City album, but it's also such a beach at the summer at the beach album. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to explain that properly, but like I, it's I, I just love it. I love it so much. I'm so excited. It's not even. When I think of this album, yes, I think New York, but I also think not ocean beaches, but more of like a lake type of beach. I can see that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I feel like that photo shoot was probably by her um, house in Rhode Island. Yeah, probably. Um, that's it's a it's a, it's a beachside house. Um, and it's huge and it's beautiful and she's almost, she hasn't been there super regularly for many years. I'm hoping that's changing now that she's moving back to the States. Um, but it's exciting. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. What's the, what's the over-under you guys think on Harry Styles having a feature on one of the vault tracks? I know maybe two of Harry Styles' songs. That's fine. I um, personally would not care either way. I, I I think it'd be cool, but I'm not like, oh my god, I would love if this happened. It's more of one of those things where I'm like, I know a lot of people really want it or would really like it, so I'm in full support, but it does not affect me at all. Yeah, same. I think that it's... um. Here's the thing. So prior to Speak Now TV, I was like, I mean, it's possible. She and Harry are on, like, good terms with each other. And it would definitely be, like, kind of a slay. It would be very funny. It would be it'd be fun. And so, I think they'd like, make a really good song together. 
Me too. So like, I was like, I think it'd be, it's an idea and I have, um, I was not against it. I was like, it's totally possible. I wasn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think it was likely, but I was like, my stance was, that's not impossible. I don't know if she would actually do it, but like, it's not impossible. But then Speak Now TV came out and Taylor Lautner was in the fucking music video for one of the vault tracks. And now it feels like she's definitely going to do that. Like, I definitely feel like she's going to do something, even if it's not Harry Styles, it's going to be something of, like, a similar nature, you know? Yes, it's going to be something that is equally as as funny. <laughs> what it will not be, though, what it will not be is style featuring Harry Styles. And I don't know why. There's a lot of fans that seem to think that's what's going to happen. And that's so asinine to me. She's not going to do that. First of all, she's not going to waste a vault track. On a, on a boring remix like that. Second of all, she isn't going to ruin... Because, like, this is something I think some people don't aren't following, maybe a little bit, about the, the point of the re-recordings is that they're supposed to sound the same as the original. They're supposed to replace the original. Yeah, they're not supposed to be, like, new renditions or anything. They're just supposed to be the same song. It's quite literally supposed to be a re-recording so that she gets royalties. That's, I mean, also, like, well, the plan on Red, Red, there's the both versions of All Too Well. She just doesn't have control over what happens with the original. So, like, she can't decide what happens with the original Masters. She still gets royalties. She just doesn't have any control over them. Um, I'm probably going to end up having to go here soon, though. I mean, we yeah, are getting so to a too. fairly reasonable way of uh, of wrapping things up. Did you want to go over some, like, final thoughts and stuff? Sure. I just didn't want to just, like, drop out because I'm having a lot of fun, but I do have to yeah, be an no. adult, unfortunately. Oh, that's so lame. <laughs> no, me too. I have to leave in, like, uh, a little bit, too, so that's uh, super heckin' valid. Super heckin' valid. Uh, so, um, I will say that the tour, the concert we went to was amazing. I won't ever forget it, but I, I do think what I will remember even more so was just us hanging out together. Yeah one, of my, yeah, one of my favorite things about the whole thing was all of just the getting to know each other, the setup, like... Everything leading up to it was just as magical. The, like, getting the outfits together, talking about all mm-hmm. of the Taylor Swift drama or facts and whatnot in group chats and just getting that connection rolling but and making bracelets and the outfits and everything. It was just everything leading up was just amazing and magical. And it really did, like, I was saying this to my fiancé, like, it. this summer was truly, like, one of my best summers. Oh. I'm so happy. This what you cuz you're right. Like it wasn't just a show. It was all of the all of the stuff we did going into the show, all of the anticipation and the and the and the chat. And I'm so happy that I got to do this with such a big group of people. I don't usually have I'm not used to doing things with friends. I'm not used to doing things in big groups like this, so it was very yeah, fun and it meant a lot to me and I'm so happy that we all got to do this together. Absolutely. Same here. And Lizzie, we host a podcast together. We know each other for years. And then we saw each other in person, in physical. Finally. <laughs> yes. We have to do it again because we actually need to go to Grilla Mall. We walked into the restaurant for two minutes and then left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was part of the plan, was to go get food. And then we walked to the restaurant and we were like, oh shit, it's going to take longer to get there than we thought. So we had to leave. It's going to take like twice as long as we thought it was going to get there. Going to oh be no. Awesome. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There was a couple of hiccups here and there, but it all ended up fine in the end. It is. Literally, it was all fine. Yeah. That's part of the experience. It'll be funny memories to laugh back at. Exactly. Well, that is the the, uh, cops coming to arrest me because they were taking too long on the podcast. Yeah. I live by the busiest street ever. I'm so sorry. And it's, probably no, heard my cat through half of the video. That's fine. No worries in the slightest. We, I will say, uh, do you have any social media stuff 
Alex, that you want to plug to our audience members listening right now? Um, not particularly, no. Okay, that's cool. We always do plugs in case people want to follow us on certain social media platforms. Lizzie, you got your plug? Oh, yes. Lizzie Lemon Drop on Twitter, The Final Whore on TikTok. It's just this, but usually a little angrier. Because I'm un- I'm I'm uncharacteristically argumentative and confrontational on the internet as we all are. <laughs> that is that is valid and understandable. Um, you can find my stuff on Medium at Crystal Williams and on Twitter at Crystal W Rocks. Um, I'm also on Blue Sky. I'm on a bunch of other platforms, so you'll generally find me if you look up Crystal Williams. And with that being said. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gals of Kingdom podcast. Alex. And thank you for having me. Alex, we love having you. Thank you for coming on. You it are was welcome. fun. Yes, you're welcome join. back anytime. Absolutely. Just let me know if there's ever anything that I actually know what to talk about because that doesn't really occur. <laughs> yeah, yes, when we do an, when we do a Minecraft episode. Oh, shut up. Or Warrior Cats. Okay, well, all right. First on the docket, I promise. <laughs> Okay. I didn't realize I joined a call-out post. I love you. Thank you uh-huh. for staying. <laughs> All right. All right. Love well, thanks for having me. He feels better, by the way. Yes, absolutely. And everyone listening at home, we'll see you on the next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.